Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much now look i don't want to get into a long explanation that's not what i came here for my audience isn't here they're here to laugh hour and a half i have not taken a break spread the word about sirius we do not take commercial breaks that often let's go ahead to randy i don't want to be in a wig and a purse i do that in my personal life i I don't want anybody touching me yeah, I don't. I'm with you. you sometimes. Like, hey, yeah, man, but, what's up? Yeah, you touch me because like, you're paid to touch me. Huh? I'm not saying I was the biggest stud, but I got mine. And I fucked some pretty good-looking women way before I was Howard Stern on the radio. Fuck off. Assholes. The nose I have now is gigantic, and the fact of the matter is the reason it looks different on Letterman, which I've explained a million times, is that I keep the camera so far back on the e-show, and I only shoot from the right-hand side. You wouldn't turn the children against me, would you? I would try. (laughs) (laughs) She would, too. She's coming and she's fighting on all sides. No, but I'd win that one. I wouldn't even have to do anything. If you ever did anything to hurt me, they would hate you. I wouldn't hurt you. I just want to go out and have sex with some women. Listen, by the way... Considering what I'm going through, I feel horrible that you're smoking our girlfriend went to a movie without your last one. And, and, and then came home. <laughs> Can I say yeah. something about that, though? And then came home. Let's be honest, though. Uh, you're, when, you're, when he was knee-deep in Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs> well, the bachelor part. I think yeah, it was but, a good idea for the beginning of it. Yeah, I think you would have you would have been just as weird. If we started the beginning, you'd go, oh, my God, everyone's staring at me. Not me. I love it. I love when people stare at me. He loves to be stared at. <laughs> I love it. Move into Sam's house and get the fuck out of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Fat we'll get beet. We'll get Beetlejuice to pick out yeah, our chatter. Get fatter, get fatter, Hardy. <laughs> We're more of those fucking things. <laughs> Beetlejuice will pick out our church. You can live with Sam and blow him. You'd be a yeah. little. And not only that, no. Not only that, I'm just trying you to need, You up. can't live without a stylist in your life. Not, not only that, what No, I'm thinking who would be easier to replace. I, and I think Ralph, of course. Yeah. But there's a lot of the guys guy who picks out your clothes. Chris, could you date Ralph? Would you? Would you? You couldn't. No, no. Look at that smile. He's lying. You're oh, lying. Robin, Tell the truth. Could you, Robin, could you Robin, date could Ralph? Ex a uh, no. Yeah, right. Oh, please. I could. No. We would have the best time, Robin. I, I couldn't date you. Ralph. Would talk to me. I couldn't date Ralph, but I could fuck him. I'd fuck his brains out. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. If you guys a lot of were, people feel that way. I know Ralph is straight, but all right. Now I understand. All right. I don't understand. It's I can't straight, understand. Gordon. It's a straight. No guy, let me just say something no, about men. Like no man says gorgeous. Says gorgeous. Really? This restaurant is gorgeous. Okay. Now, you gotta understand something. Guys don't next, talk that way. Next time. Guy goes, hey, it was a good lunch. It was sort of sad. Well, the sketch, what the controversy was, it was Patrick Swayze, who's, you know, gorgeous. Welcome, guys, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm Phil Moore, and with me for this one is Sam. How you doing, Sammy? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, this is a, another long-awaited reshinding, the Adam Sandler reshinding. Um, we're taking a break between Colford episodes, and uh, we thought we would. I thought it would be a good idea to get this one out of the way because um, there's so much evidence out there, and the only clip I couldn't get was from 1998, and I think it was about the Water Boy which made a shit ton of money. 
Yeah, I saw that in a movie theater um, when I was a teenager. I remember seeing it. And that was everything on the Sandler movies. That was kind of where he started to go on the decline pretty much after that. Well, the Waterboy I... <laughs> was like kind of the last hurrah of somewhat okay. Well, I remember I was okay. It was 98, I believe. 98, yes. Yeah. So I would have been 20. Three, I guess and I went mm-hmm. with some friends and I wasn't a huge fan at all but we just said okay it's massive they say it's funny let's go I fucking hated it I fucking just hated that voice of his <laughs> everything about it and I said I don't know why this is making money so for me this was shinding I agree with Howard with most of it and um and so I, I can't get too on him about certain things but it's just at the end you know it's so self-serving and self and just uh bullshit turnaround to have him in studio and not admit look i hated your fucking movies i know know? i also just think there came a point where it was like are you just gonna keep playing teenagers yeah (laughs) well he did he did he mixed it up and then he started doing kids stuff which i you know after eddie murphy no one's gonna give a shit about anyway it's for kids no one you don't get criticized for it really yeah he started doing like those parenthood movies with yeah you know, those cast of people, the comedians, which seems more like they just like to get away from their families and wives and go party and make a movie for like Big. every year. Did you see Grown Ups? Yes, I did. And I'm sorry, I called it Parenthood. That's Steve Martin's film. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Um, I thought maybe Sandler made a film called Parenthood. That's how little I knew. <laughs> no, about it's Grown Ups. I apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did see Grown Ups. It was not good. <laughs> that was when Rock and Spade both came in. And that's funny. It's another reshinding because Spade came in and, and Howard apologized to him because he wrote an article about Howard in time, I think. And it wasn't yeah. glowing enough. So he bitched about it. He said, maybe somebody else should have wrote it. <laughs> Spade didn't come back for five years or something. And then, I do uh, remember that. And then they were like fishing. Oh, do you think he's mad? Do you yeah. think he's mad? Yeah, he hasn't been back. I would take right. that as he's not happy. The yeah. guy couldn't get enough of your show. He was on it every year, if not sometimes twice. So That's I take right. it as if he's missing for a few years, he's probably pissed. Oh, yeah. And I would be, too. And he definitely was. There's no question. Bowie said it on the wrap-up show. He said, look, he's been on. He's been in town for a number of junkets. If he's not coming in, which he normally does, um, he's. I mean, he used to come in when he was making a movie, not even when the movie was done. Yeah. So they came in and they tried to promote it as being, oh, you know, you know, the... Uh, you know, the the Apatow films were starting to come out. So, like, we got to bring our A game. And Grown Ups was such a piece of shit. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so, yeah. so bad. Actually, the one that I didn't mind so much was in 2012. It's called That's My Boy. It was a little I, yeah. bit more hard with Andy Samberg. And he's Huge just bomb. this. It was a bomb. But in hindsight, I think it's kind of funny. He plays like a, I guess, you know, what you would call a famed child star for fucking his teacher. I think that, um, like, as Sandler started to branch out more, he realized you could, he could do certain things, uh, and he learned his limitations. What I didn't realize about him was, back in the day, he his first two comedy albums sold, like, a couple million each. Like, two million records for a comedy album in 1993 and 1995 are huge. That's a large number. And then yeah. he sold a lot of those holiday Hanukkah songs which was another big thing that became like a christmas for some reason that's now become part of the holiday zeitgeist yeah 
And he started writing like a madman. And so the first thing I saw him in, I think, was Airheads, which you won't call an Adam Sandler film. He was just in it. But then, yeah, Billy Madison, I never saw. I think Happy Gilmore was the first I saw. And I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. As oh, shit. my God. It's my yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's just so many good quotes and the cast is good. I mean, I mean, if for S- another SCTV reference, Joe Flaherty's in the guy. He's the guy saying jackass. Um, yeah. It's, it's so just great. Odd. It's just so many odd things about it. I love when he's like, go to your happy place. And it's just like a midget on a tricycle. And it's <laughs> and just like the Gene Simmons mask is like his girlfriend's tonguing down the Gene Simmons mask. And he's like, fuck. Yeah, well, there's starts... so many. Yeah, there's so many stupid things like the caretaker of the ice rink starts met, like lip syncing to endless love at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Or he's like, grandma, see, this place looks nice. And then all of a sudden that fat cow falls from the window mister mister get me out of here and he takes a subway sandwich he's like here eat that it's it's also one of the only times i gave a shit about ben stiller or thought he was funny when the you know check out the name tag grandma you're in my world now grandma exactly so you i can offer you a glass of shut the hell up exactly like, i already oh, no. said that the story was um, his early films, Lauren Michaels passed on them and he was pissed uh, because Bobby Simons, uh, Robert Simons was the early producer up until I think Little Nicky, which is a massive bomb. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, that was. What the so, fuck was that? I mean, Little Nicky apparently was so bad when people started coming into the show and he asked them about it. None of them could defend it. Like <laughs> Rock couldn't. Sarah Silverman couldn't. And you'll hear it, guys. I'm sorry to, you know, pre pre preempt these. But um the the thing was that uh, like Lauren was always doing those you know cheerleader and uh, what was the Mary C- Catherine yeah, Gallagher oh, that film superstar and superstar yeah and then which the was, uh, night man. at the Roxbury which was you know it was okay it was what it was it was funny for a little you know some segments of it were funny but most of the SNL stuff were bombs. So why would he yeah. why, why wouldn't he, why would he do it's Pat <laughs> but not try a Sandler film right. I mean, honestly, the, most of the SNL bits, the fact that they turned those into movies that, and made any profit, I'm shocked because they were pretty awful. That's right. And so you wouldn't call like Tommy Boy SNL, even though it's SNL crew. Um, but uh, I love either Tommy way, Boy. it's one of my favorites. Oh, and my so, God. <laughs> so we go. We're going to go back, guys, all the way to 1999, October 5th. And he's uh, Casey's in the studio. And uh, here's a shout out to KC. Hope you enjoy this one, buddy. Um, he comes in to play some bits from Sandler albums for Stern. And so we're not going to play the bits themselves, just the reaction. Yeah, KC, right. you got to put on the older albums. You got to put on the goat. You I know, dude, I showed it to him. He doesn't, he doesn't like it, though. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not, you know what? <clears throat> no offense to the guy. I, I don't get it. You know, have you heard the goat? Have you heard Tobo Willie? No. No, I mean, I just, uh, please, you know. I showed him, I showed him the, the hypnotist one, and I showed him the one with the, the three guys. Yeah, right. The, the greatest bits. Yeah. <laughs> you give me, you give me a It's weird, the hypnotist one, because now all Howard does on his show is hypnotist, <laughs> fake hypnotist bits, where he's trying to get Ronnie to butt plug himself so right or or every time he says nascar he gets like uh he tickles his g-spot 
Um, the thing is, <laughs> I think a hypnotist is what his audience could use to start liking the show again. <laughs> well, it, he was just pissed because this is like a couple years after Private Parts. Can't get another fucking film role. Can't get another film made because Private Parts was such a bomb. But Sandler films are making more and more money. I think Happy Gilmore made something like. Uh, not Happy Gilmore. Billy Madison made something like twenty-six million at the box office, but only cost about ten million to make. So that's a profit. Then, Plus, then you have the sales. The, de- the those video sales for Sandler movies must have been insane. I because think, I, I think, don't yeah. know a single person back then that did not have those movies. Right, but just for the same sake of argument, let's just use box office alone, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. you know most most people would base, you know. Success, success versus yeah and so then billy uh sorry happy gilmore because i'm trying to remember the the figures i think it cost something like 12 million and made about 40 so he was starting to make build you know more and more so that by the time the wedding singer comes out which was i think 97 if i'm not mistaken maybe yeah. 96 it may it cost about i don't know 20 million but made something like 80 million so oh my god but, i loved the wedding singer I thought it was it was cute, you know. It was it was one it, of those. It's one of my favorite romantic comedies. By okay, far. so so anyway, it, it's like clear there's an audience for Sandler films, and so they start to make more and more money till finally the fucking Waterboy comes out, and that's Ooh. just like however much it cost, it made hundreds of millions, and it was just a massive, massive hit, and that had to bother Howard to no fucking end. I know it had to drive him crazy because it was terrible and foosball. Ha ha. Like, (laughs) yeah. Meanwhile, like, so, so he's, he, you know, Howard's big foray into Hollywood is a complete bomb. And he sees these people with, and admittedly, yes, it's not like high concept fucking comedy. They're making millions, millions of dollars and (laughs) he's still on radio (laughs) losing markets. And And because he's so insecure, he can't just, pull this crap he just you know pretends that he's in the works yes with some, yeah in the <laughs> works <laughs> yeah Howard Stern I got a lot of years. balls in the air oh where are those balls they're fucking yeah those balls in the air they're a bunch of balloons to nowhere <laughs> they fucking are sucked up in a jet plane somewhere those balls <laughs> the only balls he's got in the air is how is Ralph's and so the whole point <laughs> The whole point is he just like anybody who was successful back then he was going to shit on. And uh, even if he in deep inside would say, oh, I'm laughing at this. I think it's funny. He'll never admit it. There's just no way. <laughs> what do you would you think like he would have turned the backside boys into something? <laughs> Fuck. Sampling of the greatest Adam Sandler, but <laughs> it's a mystery to me. Like why one like he broke out of Saturday Night Live and not one of those other douchebags. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I was thinking about it the other day because he didn't even do what some of the other right. people do is like take one of their skits and blow it up. Yeah. He just went and wrote really bad new movies. Yeah. And they did well. I know. I mean, As I opposed to you, to Robin? <laughs> As opposed to what? Your what? radio career that you blew up into a failed charity? <laughs> Come on. Didn't you see Deadly Web? She was amazing in that. <laughs> she reprises her Sally Jesse Raphael, her triumphant appearance on Sally. <laughs> The most she's gotten is is a video clip from our podcast. Yeah, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Powers was good. Yeah, and Wayne's World, the first one was good. Wow, I like that. I dispute that. Really? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. You told me you watched the first five minutes you thought were funny, and then you couldn't figure out what the rest. Yeah, <laughs> so she's calling him on a fucking lie. <laughs> 
if Howard was Pinocchio, he would have a full oak tree <laughs> just growing out of his face. <laughs> he, would, he would have generations of squirrels just living in that fucking thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, it's just better than nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Adam Sandler, I just, I just don't get it. And, you know, hey, maybe it's a, maybe it's an age thing or something, but I just don't dig it. No, that's because you're, you're just as juvenile as, as, as I am. I know. Sweet. <laughs> juvenile. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was going to make a film called Fart Man. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, going on, he was going on junkets in interviews saying, no, Fart Man's going to be the next film. <laughs> high concept. High comedy. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. <laughs> Trufa, fuck off, Trufo. Here comes a real O'Tour. <laughs> so. and, and you know, he's just like, I, I don't know, maybe it's too juvenile. As opposed to what? You're watching Habits of Dawson's Creek? <laughs> <laughs> the next clip, guys, is from September 5th of 2000. Uh, David Spade comes in and he's plugging the making of, he's not even finished making it, but Joe Dirt. And apparently he'll explain concept. Yeah. And Sandler executive produced it. Basically no one else would take it. So he Sandler's production company greenlit it. So he's doing, you know, Spade a huge solid. And so uh, Spade's going to talk about it. David Spade isn't promoting anything. He's working on a movie now called Joe Dirt. Enough of us. Which, By the way, your movie studio would not make the movie. Is that correct? And then, oh, that's true. And then, when I did Lost and Found, uh, the movie thank Lost you, and a Found, you saw it? Um, Lost and Found didn't make which Robin liked. I did. Still like it. Lost, Lost and Found featuring Artie Lang as <laughs> with the Chris Farley wig, by the way. One of the worst films I've ever seen. I've never seen it. it just don't bother. Just I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, rewatch Private Parts instead. Uh, no, that's how bad okay, it I'll is. I'll say no to both suggestions. <laughs> exactly. Lost Found did not make money. Uh, I don't think it right. did. So your movie studio said, we'll pay you not to make this movie. Is that what? true? <laughs> they said, we'll pay you not to make this movie. Is that weird? <laughs> right. No, they were going to just pay me my salary for the next movie because it was pay or play. Right. So that would have been... They would rather lose that money to make the than movie. lose more by doing it. <laughs> okay. So Adam Sandler read it right. and said, hey, I've read this. I think it's funny. Would you want me to try to do anything? And I said, no, don't, because you're just a friend and you're being cool and don't worry about it. It's not your... So, I mean, Jesus Christ, this is someone, and, 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 you know, you greenlight a movie, the cost of promoting it, making it, producing it, you know, re-editing it, all that shit that goes along with it is, is massive. And look at Stern, won't even finance his own fucking projects. Howard Stern, the high school years, um, Doomsday, um, Kane, um, what was the other one? God, now it's all so coming back to me. Well, Son of the Beach, he got made, but I mean, all these things he was going to make and then fuck. (laughs) <laughs> we'll ta- we'll just talk about like going out on a limb for people. I mean, that is just unheard of. Like yeah. everybody in the Hollywood world rejected you, but here, here's a here's bunch a- of money and I'm going to do this for you. I mean, that's a huge risk and wow, what a friend. Something yeah, and- Howard has zero concept of. That's right. And Sandler's films are only like if this is 2000, he's only like 5 years making movies regularly and there are huge hits but using his clout right away not even hesitating and saying yeah i like it i think we can make something out of it i think that's cool i honestly think 
though, too, during this time period, like you said, Sandler was just on a roll. So mm-hmm. anybody in that atmosphere, like David Spade was always cameos in his movie and that crowd of people just keeping that going. I don't care what it would have been. It's content. So people mm-hmm. would have said, oh, this is Sandler produced mm-hmm. David Spade. He's involved in that crowd of people. It's yep. just one of those cool kid of comedy things at the time. They were like the cool kids of comedy at the time for especially for like teenagers. People right. just whatever came out of that sort of circle of people, people just went and saw. I think, yeah, a certain, a certain audience they had. So, yeah, they would be fairly loyal, at least up to a point. But either way, to early on to do that is, is, is amazing. Because, But then there was also people like Dan Aykroyd, okay, who wasn't what, with their generation. But he was doing, I think, Sergeant Bilko. They did a remake of that with Steve Martin. It was awful. But Chris Rock got a bit part in it because Dan Aykroyd kind of, you know, railroaded it through and said, listen, when I'm not on the state, when I'm, when, when I'm off the set, you can use my trailer. Just because they had the SNL connection. He wasn't like oh. good friends with Rock. He was just saying, you know, we're frat, we're frat brothers from the same frat. And Rock said, look, I needed it. I totally needed it. You know, I was, my career was going nowhere. It was a bit that's, hard, but fuck, you know, kept me in the business. I mean, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. So Wig, <laughs> the other hand, is going to shit all over it. From, and then he said, I think it would make money. It would help me. All right. And so he said, I have a deal with some of these places. So. Like a week later, he calls, yeah, we're making it. So was he the executive producer? Yeah, it was really cool. It was Boy, a good Adam friend Sandler. move. Sandler. Yeah. Ooh, that's very it. nice. Now, is he involved actively in the making of the movie? He is, and we finished shooting it. We have that scene tomorrow. We're going to do it Total Request Live. Does he tell you stuff to do and everything? Does, Does he, he make suggestions? For Some, you? Sometimes. You know, because his, to... no offense, his movies are as bad as they get. <laughs> okay, so let's keep going. They suck. Yeah, they do. But, I mean, he makes tons of money. I can't argue with that. Some right. They make money. So really, don't take his advice. Just take his money. Well, the worst oh, thing is that... Maybe I... he does know. Maybe he does. <laughs> yeah, my last movie got bad reviews. I, You know what? Sandler played to this crowd. It was kind of like... A teenage crowd, it's not so wholesome, but it's not so R-rated. And it's not so high concept where it's like, you know, three amigos are like over your head type thing. You know, he he perfectly, it was the perfect time and the perfect audience for kids like 11 to 15 or Mm -hmm. 16 or something, you know, high school kids to like middle school kids mm-hmm. that you could go to the movies and see without your parents. You knew it wasn't going to be exceptionally bad mm-hmm. uh, as in like graphic or, right. you know, high concept or whatever. He perfectly fit into that thing. So who cares if it's bad or good? He's making a shit ton of money because that's what kids could see and feel cool seeing. Cause it was right. kind of edgy. Right. And even early 2000s, studios would make films just to have them on DVD eventually and make their money that way, as you said. So Joe Dirt, a Spade movie would be like, I don't know what what Will Ferrell movies are going to start becoming like, you know, direct to video or, you know, there'll be some built in audience that'll buy it anyway, whatever the fuck. Now, in the future, no, no one's buying DVDs anymore. But at the time guys 20 years ago it was a very much a thing people have huge libraries of dvds on their walls the way we had videos back in the day yeah and then, you know albums you know and shit so um there and there's people that think <laughs> david spade deserves his own film festival for all the shit films he's done <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, i'd be first in line to throw a tomato at that piece of shit screen exactly um, i i do 
that during that time period, though, though, that age group, there were certain things you just did. You watched TRL on the bus after school. You went and mm-hmm. saw Adam Sandler movies. It was just part of what you did. That's right. Growing up. He was in there. Yeah, he's got a new one out. We're going to go see it. That's that's the kind of thing. Like Jerry Lewis was like that back in his day. As soon as he had one out, you just went and saw it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is Wig didn't get that kind of return. He thought of, he thought of himself on the Wayne's World <laughs> level. Wayne's World made something like 150 million or 160 million. <laughs> Unbelievable. And it make money. That's worse. I'd rather get bad reviews and then and make, make money. money. He like... knows how to get bad reviews and make money. Yeah. What is it? He must know something because Ganji pulled this for me. Lost and Sound grossed uh, six and a half million dollars. Right. Deuce Bigelow, which I think was the first movie that he executive produced, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. sixty-five million dollars. We taste Deuce Bigelow was a good movie. <laughs> Deuce Bigelow was a funny film, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, and so um, the thing with the with the, that type of film, um, they, again, these comedies, these cheapo comedies, would only cost about ten million to make, and then they'd make at least. 20 30 40 million and that's what the studio wants at least getting their money back and then on top of that gravy in sync with these movies were the teen movies like 10 things i hate about you um she's all that so you had this crop of teen rom-coms that were super cheap to make and new coming actors that you barely had to pay which Mm -hmm. every fucking kid saw Mm -hmm. And then you had these comedy ones. So it Mm -hmm. was just like a force working together. Like you would go to the movies. That's what people did. Kids, Mm -hmm. what else did we fucking have to do? Can you do me a huge favor and direct the mic so that it's, it's headed, headed for you? Like, um, like flat again, pretty much because you're, I'm not, you're not getting as much gain as you should be. Okay. Let's see. Is that better? Uh, yeah, much better. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's only a minute left. Five, four, three, two, one. Funny movie. It's a funny now, movie. That's on the wrong place. Bigelow <laughs> yeah. is better than any Adam Sandler movie I've ever it seen. It is. So maybe this is going to be good for you. Well, I think it's I'm a funny movie. Me and the guy that wrote Tommy Boy, and we tried to make it as close to that as possible. Why don't you come Boy. to me? I would have exec produced you. <laughs> 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 yeah. I he love that He would roll line. out the red carpet in the bankroll, meaning yeah. he would see what spare change he has in his pocket and tell you to fuck off. Didn't he tell that to Einziger? Why didn't you come to me? I have a production company. <laughs> yes, working yeah, so well. <laughs> yeah, a production company. Like an attic of nothing <laughs> you're not even producing a fart what the fuck i got tons of clouds i got juice dude i think sandler i got juice oh the editing fuck. process he sort of was hands off when the movie was i wouldn't listen to him well, yeah, we, don't, yeah, we you have don't to. don't know how to make a hundred but he's good dollars. yeah <laughs> but he's good because he does know some things he, he must know something say you know he does think I'm funny, and he likes the movie, so I like that. He now, that's putting his like money things. where his mouth is. Yeah, so. he did. And right. then he says, when we're editing, if it's if it tests, uh, we'll see how it tests. Okay, hold on. Before we go into that, keep in mind, this, this the difference between a Sandler and Spade is, okay, Spade, it's the difference main between them, the main big difference is likability. Spade's not nearly as likable as Sandler was. Spade had a, he was likable if he played a certain part or role, I think, you yeah. know, but you're nowhere near as universally 
likable. Like you just smiled when you saw Adam Sandler for some reason. He just, well, yeah, I don't know why. Well, look, look at Tommy Boy. What was the draw? Farley, of course. But well, Farley doesn't work nearly as well if Spade's not, if they're not working together. Because they did Black Sheep a few years later and they were not together in the film. So it doesn't work as well. It's just not as good a film. So it doesn't help it's that they're fine. also direct, I like Black direct, Sheep. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really care for it. I thought. I just thought this is watered down Tommy Boy, and it's just not as good. But Tommy yeah. Boy was a tough one to, to top. Anyway, God, that was. Oh so my funny. God, it's so <laughs> fucking funny. I cried laughing. <laughs> just the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life sucks. <laughs> my, I just killed Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> that hair, he pulls the hair up. <laughs> Richard. Yeah. If oh, now problems. he's like a really good Oh, look at him. And Cash. then he says, he steps more into now, and also, the he said, the post of last movie was bad, the trailer was bad, and that's the 90% of your movie. He right. said, when, and the studio's going to get behind this, so don't worry about that. We'll make that work. So Sandler's there giving his buddy tips on what he's learned, probably sitting in on meetings and being an executive producer, uh, learning the business. So Sandler... Smartly, not just writing, acting, and not directing, I don't believe. I don't think he's directed anything, but he's getting into the business end of it. So so later on, he can branch out, and that's that's always a smart move because you don't ever want to pigeon yourself as someone who needs a script, needs a producer, needs this. When you can do your own things, you'd be like Coppola. Yeah, and he brings... He brings these people along, like you said, not in a way of wielding his power no. to say, look what I can do for you. It's exactly. like, he does it like, I want to teach you something and let's make this an all-encompassing sort of adventure versus mm-hmm. Wick, who's like, I can't wait to stomp my boot on your face forever. <laughs> Pretty much. This is the next clip, guys. Same year, 2000, but it's November 13th, and it's Wiggy Revels in the box office take, or the lackluster box office take of Little Nicky. Hey, did did I read that right? Adam Sandler's movie only made $14 million? Uh, 18. 18. Thank God. You know, that's, that's still too much money. <laughs> That's still too much money. Less than half of the last thing. Good. I mean, finally. Yeah, wouldn't that be a huge disappointment? (laughs) (laughs) He's so nice. So helpful. Then later on he goes, I wonder why he doesn't come in and do our show. I know. And then he wonders why people don't like him. There's a difference between saying, okay, stating a fact, this film didn't do so well, whatever. But then saying, like, actively rooting against a film, someone's movie. That isn't shitting on them personally. How, who's not going to take that personally? He was like holding his breath. Oh, yeah. Thank God. That yeah. Make a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. What? Oh, God, I mean, finally, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense that those movies make money. He was beat by Charlie's Angels. Thank God for Charlie's Angels. Yeah. How much did Charlie's Angels make? 25. Oh. I don't know. That seems to affect my day. Why is that? I'm waiting to hear the results. I gotta, More than the election. I gotta ask my psychiatrist about that. Why am I so? At first, I I, I had to read about Adam Sandler's weekend and then the election. Go ahead. Oh, what a what a novice, what a smart person. Um, yeah. I have to read about Adam Sandler's box office before who's running our country. And <laughs> <laughs> it fucking idiot. Well, I, I just can't believe that he 
he he just is such a miserable person. And think about what he's coming to his psychiatrist with. Hey, I I doc, I really I I'm having a mental meltdown. I I, I need to. I, I'm worried about these box office results of Little Nicky. So he's got stacks of Billboard. <laughs> what does that mean? Box office magazine. His his therapist is just like in his head thinking, oh, I'm definitely gonna have a yacht on can this year. Yes, basically, he's he's picking. Maybe I can just you know the psychiatrist is like now allowing his kids to use BB guns and shoot the windows out of his Ferrari, knowing he's just paid for the new windows <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, hey kids, guess what? You could destroy everything in this house because we're going to be remodeling every year from this fucking lunatic <laughs> who's worried about little Nikki returns. Guys, guys, start planning your vacation. Adam Sandler's making a new movie. (laughs) (laughs) So this next clip is from, okay, a few months later, February 15th, 2001. He's goofing about little Nikki um, to Chris Rock, who comes in studio. You know, I rented uh, little Nikki, Adam Sandler's movie. Oh, I don't heard, go, don't start. I, I heard it was... make funny. I was thinking about that the guys, other day. Sandler's my friend. Because I know, but you got to hear this. This I, had to be the biggest bomb. Right. So <laughs> I, I rented it. I rented it. Because they said, I got to see this thing. It made, it made about $38 million, which okay. for Adam Sandler isn't great because he was making $200 million right, in film. Right, right. Yeah. But, but, you know, that's Hollywood. Right, because... Mom and Ali lost fights. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. They paid him $20 million. <laughs> Rock does a good job defending him. It's pretty good. Hold on. Make that film. Ali lost fights. It was. It was a big bomb. Michael me. Jordan missed shots. Right. Chris, the movie made $8 million after they paid Adam his salary. No, but hey. wait a second. So... I rent it. And you know what? The first 10 minutes, I'm laughing. I'm liking it. Wait a second. Don't get crazy. I'm laughing. And then uh, he's down in hell. And uh, Satan's job is to shove a pineapple up Hitler's butt. Uh Because that's Uh, his job. That's funny. Funny. Now, I didn't see the film. And I wouldn't have at that point because I was like 25. And I thought, you know, like this. the premise. (laughs) Well, yeah, the premise. The premise looks stupid anyway. I just thought. I would never oh. have greenlit this. It was so horrible. It was like, so you, horrible. You, you were going in rude. Were you expecting it to be bad when you went in? Yeah, I did. Because I just, the the voice, everything about, when Adam Sandler does voices over, like if they have to carry throughout the whole movie and that's mm-hmm. your, your main character is in a voice, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you just know it's going to be rough. Yeah. Pineapple up Hitler's butt. But it was funny. Okay. Uh, After that, the whole thing went way downhill. Really? Well, it's hard to follow a pineapple up Hitler's butt. I had to turn it it off. I could watch anything. Hey, I like it. Hold it, hold it. No, you don't. Uh, Come on. Let me see. Did you go with your writer? Did you and the buddies go to the Adam Sandler movie? (laughs) Did you or didn't you? Sounds like did you or did it? Hey, we had a ball. <laughs> so you and Rock can't defend it, obviously, but you know he's doing his best. But who cares? Get drunk and watch a shitty film and go party. Who exactly. gives a shit? I right. mean, Howard, you sit there and watch The Bachelor every week, <laughs> and you and you talk about it the next week like it's some high art. Right, but you also made one shitty movie. And where's your next, uh, you know, three bombs that you like, at least Sandler has got, got the respect. He's made, he's made enough clout so that he can make a bomb. Howard made one bomb and that was it. Right. I mean, the good Sandler films are what people will remember so much so, and they carry so much weight 
that yes. it doesn't matter how many bombs he makes. You will always reference the good ones, which are fucking hilarious. And they will always be hilarious. Even, even my kid who I showed her, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, mm. was mm. dying laughing. Dying right. laughing. We love them. Right. Well, I mean, some things transcend. And there's a certain, um, I don't know, like... Uh, like you said, it, there's a cross section of people that can watch certain films, and and uh, if it crosses generations, then you know you got something special because it'll always make money for you, on repeats. You know, like TV buying the right for it, some channel wants to show it, whatever. He, boom, you just struck gold. So, the yeah. only thing comparison that I can think is Howard's legacy of radio, mm-hmm. the good that we have. Mm-hmm. The good that we have and some of the really great broadcasts and funny bits, no matter what we say about him or how the awful show's. the yeah. show has gotten, yeah, we are always going to have that good. So yeah. I will give him props for that. Right. We'll always be quoting uh, whiskey sobbing computer board sometime <laughs> in the future. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Exactly. You liked it. It was touching. I will not just the Sandman. Right. No, he's a good not, friend and he helps you, not right? In private, I wouldn't do <laughs> no, I understand you. Gotta your give respect to Paulie. Yes, Paulie Shore. No, well, good fellas. Oh, know. good fellas. Oh, That's a Paulie yeah. Shore for Adam Sandler's career. Give respect to Paulie. <laughs> no, the reason no I say. No matter what happens, you gotta give Paulie his cut. So- and once again, guys, I'll, I'll go straight on the record. Like, I don't, I, I was with Howard. It was a perfect target for me because I, like, I didn't understand how they made that much money. I understood how Sandler had an audience, but not, like, 200 million for The Waterboy. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so who was seeing this? I guess it was teenagers thinking it was the funniest shit ever, watching it four times. It was teenagers whose parents thought it was wholesome enough to just drop you off in a movie theater and go see and have a good time. Right. So I just don't get it. So next one is from April 17th, 2001, and it's just general fuckery on his movies. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I Tom, love Crocodile Dundee, man. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Tom right. Green's movie they said it was the worst comedy ever made. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even worse than an Adam Sandler film. No. Yeah. Can't be. Wow. Can't be that bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Drew Barrymore would be a bit of a... low. Yeah. So the to- that was Tom Green who said uh, Fre- that? F- Freddie Got Fingered, I guess, is the film they're re- refer- referencing. Yeah. I used to watch the Tom Green show, too. That was mm-hmm. another one of those weird sort of shows. And mm-hmm. then his career kind of got going in the movies but i liked that weirdness too i watched that a lot and thought that was odd and funny it had a moment in time there was a moment in time where tom green was something and i also think about this people don't do this anymore so much so that it's almost forgettable that Mm -hmm. when movies came out you would be like oh this movie's coming out that's what you did in your life for the weekend Mm -hmm. if a certain movie was coming out you anticipated it you couldn't wait to go see it. And when it came out that weekend or the next, you would go. Mm-hmm. That was just part of life. That right. is no longer a thing. Yeah. And well, not and not because of COVID, guys. Even before COVID, the only things oh, were like long Mar- before COVID. Marvel films, Star Wars films, they became they're, they're, they're still event, you know, events that people make time for. But um, yeah, you're right. Um, and also the process of going to the, the film, going, getting your tickets, getting the popcorn, sitting and getting your right, the right seat, you know, hoping you get sneaking, one. Sneaking in booze in your purse and yeah. jerking uh, and, off your date. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I'm going with the wrong people. Um, number <laughs> next clip was <laughs> June fifteenth, two thousand one. Uh, same year. Uh, Sarah Silverman's in the um in the studio. So what what's happening is everybody comes in. He's going to ask them about Sandler. If he's not obsessed about Sandler and talking shit about Sandler to other people, then I'm I'm just missing my guess here. I don't know. Was that the the, the year you were on? Because I'm all you know fuzzy with that crap. Was that the Adam Sandler years? Or yeah, something? it was. Adam you... Spade and Farley and Rob Schneider. Oh, good Julie period. Sweeney. Spade. <laughs> good period. People panned it. I mean, some people loved it. I loved it. I loved the 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 ninety early nineties with those guys. I I fucking loved SNL at that point. Yeah, I think I have a DVD at my parents' house where it's just specifically those years and skits mm-hmm. yeah. like i i have to go f- like dig through the basement and find it but i definitely remember buying something where it was just those years in skits mm-hmm. yes yeah and and norm mcdonald on the news when he was fucking on oj the entire oh. time god there was nothing better like he just nothing he, every he was opening <laughs> it was so and, it, and everybody just you know said no more and he went left and just kept hammering it and just the, the panned expressions and delivery were yeah. fucking amazing we should I just love... play some of those for the hell of it <laughs> well but my, one of my favorites is still the um uh lyle lovett and you know, lyle lovett and julia roberts are uh, <laughs> getting divorced uh, no uh cause for the separation however sources uh, close to the couple say the reason for the, the behind the split is that she's Julia Roberts and he's Lyle Lovett. <laughs> <laughs> it's still one of my favorite bits ever. I absolutely loved him on the news. I, Norm MacDonald too is a proud of that crowd. It's just so. I loved his cameos in the Sandler movies. I loved he was, Norm Macdonald. He was, he was so weird. He was the best. <laughs> Chevy Chase was good too, but like, um, like, and then did you ever see the uh, appearance of Siskel and Ebert on the Carson show in the mid eighties? It's on YouTube. And uh, he, he, Carson asks Chevy to do the, you know, talking about the guy while he's talking, making faces, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's still one of my favorites ever. <laughs> so, was at uh, Shun Lee last night. He called me to come join him. Really? But uh, yeah, but this guy goes out to eat like ten o'clock at night. He still hasn't figured out that I get up early. And uh-huh. and uh, Adam Sandler, you found funny? I yeah. You have to say that, right? No, I. Oh my God, he's so funny. And why doesn't he put you? Why doesn't he put you in some of those horrible movies he makes? Seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Now here's the thing, guys. He just the way he explained. He said you have to pretend Adam Sandler's funny. That's a blanket statement find, saying that you don't find him funny, that you don't find him talented. Not about his movies. Now he's going on about the movies, but he just outright said he's not funny. Yeah, like he's making a personality judgment versus everything. Yeah. I mean, versus the movies. It, and right. that's a completely separate issue. And Adam Sandler is funny as a person. He- I think so, too. I mean, I don't like his interviews. I think his interviews are boring as shit. But then, you know, De Niro films can be great, and his interviews are horrendous. There are some people on SNL that gave the game away that made the skit more funny, and Sandler Mm -hmm. was one of them. You could tell that he couldn't hold it in, and when he made those faces like he was going to laugh or couldn't hold it in or had to turn his face away a little, I mean, Mm -hmm. those moments for me almost made the skit better. He's one person that can get away with doing it. Right. And I loved that about him. 
Mm-hmm. So he's but a he, funny person. He wasn't quite Jimmy Fallon who laughed every fucking sketch and couldn't keep it together, who was just as unfunny as, J- as shit. Jimmy Fallon is a child trying too hard. Like, you just want to whap yeah. him over the head and just be like, sit the fuck down. Yeah. Shut up. Right. <laughs> we, we, it, seriously, why doesn't he put you in some movies? Is he not I, a good he, friend? No, I think he, maybe he will. I don't know. Yeah, I Have you talked to him about still... a movie? Um... No, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> he's really cool and he's really funny. And every time he came into the writer's room, it was like such a gift because he made us laugh so hard. Really? Crying. I don't get it. I don't get Adam Sandler. I get everybody. I don't get Adam Sandler. Well, that's maybe okay. I want to. It's subjective. I want to. No, he doesn't. And the other thing is Sandler started as a writer, I believe, on SNL. And he would just write himself in sketch for somebody else like Phil Hartman. And he'd play the waiter or he'd play the busboy or something like that just to, you know, get credit somehow, like be through as, you know, through sort of through a similar through association, eventually make his way. Because the way it was at SNL was a, it was not it was merit based, but also there was a hierarchy. So somebody like. Uh, John Lovitz, who was there before, and Kevin Nealon, they were sort of, you you had to write for them to begin with anyway. And some people became writer-performers. I think Spade started as a writer and then kind of, you know, made a way, they're made inroads into becoming a performer on the show. Yeah, Jim Brewer was more of a writer, but he didn't like that his shit was getting stolen. <laughs> yeah. I want to get the guy. You will. Casey, he makes me laugh on that one bit that we play. That's a good bit. Where he's in the men's room. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That makes me laugh. But then we got this other bit that I was going to play yesterday because Casey loves Adam Sandler. And I'm listening to the bit and I don't get it. And it's a funny idea. He goes to a hypnotist and the hypnotist farts all the time. Have you heard this bit? Have you heard this? Farting <laughs> oh. <laughs> just makes me so, laugh. Wait, 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 wait a minute. So What's that? So, so essentially then years later, Howard just ripped off Stan- Sandler for his bits. Pretty much. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, like, now I've never, I, I think, I still think farting is funny. It's just because, it, and I think the concept is simply that when it does happen, you don't expect it. And the sound is funny. That's the pretty much the, the, the beginning and the end of it. But if you're walking into the bit expecting it to be about farting before right. you know it's not funny. But like if fart you man. don't, <laughs> yeah, if the movie is labeled Fart Man. What what else is there? What do you have to surprise me with? What do you think the guy's going to do? Wait, surprise! He's not farting. He's puking. Or Hold like, on, what are you what are you supposed to do? Do you imagine the do you imagine the execs get new line getting pitched this? Okay, now explain to me in detail the plot for this film. And then there's this the, a get up like he has a fart man uniform that he went into. Oh my gosh. He probably wanted to make it as gay homoerotic to, as he possibly could. If you which look we at did the, see in those cartoons. Yeah. If you look at the visuals in Miss America, you have the hardcover? Yeah. Okay. Those all those those uh animations, all those all those drawings are made to have his ass stuck out and look like the fart is a dick coming out of it or going into his ass. Oh my god, the ass could have you know, it looks like a hip hop video ass. It could be Nicki Minaj's <laughs> Anaconda video. It's ridiculous. That's for our urban crowd. We'll play it later in the okay. show. All right. And you tell me if you think it's funny. I don't get it. But, you know, I've maybe laughed once or twice in all of the movies he's ever done. The last one, I, I watched all Little his movies. Little Nicki, I can't even put Little Nicki, I can't get 20 minutes in. You tell me you watched all of Little Nicki. Be honest. I did watch all of Little Nicki. Was that Were a horrible you tied movie? Up? 
<laughs> I mean, you're an intelligent woman. Don't tell me you thought that was a funny movie. Could someone be honest here? I didn't the the other thing is the I included guys. It's not just him. It's also John Hine at some point. I don't know if I got that clip, but Robin shitting on him. I never know in this case or in many cases is Robin really shitting on him because she wants to or because she knows it's what Howard wants to hear. We'll never know. There's never yeah. a delineation between Robin think and group think. Group being <laughs> her and Howard. Well, we'll just presume it's the parroting. See, I wouldn't see that. Movies, I mean, it's. I, I think it's it's stupid when people say that his movies are stupid because they they are aggressively stupid. That's he's not They're aggressively unaware stupid, of that. Not it's funny. great. But are they funny? Yes. Is Little Nicky funny? Huh? <laughs> tell me the truth. Just tell I me. I thought it was really beautiful at the end when they. Okay, so he had one bomb, but she's yeah. saying the concept of stupidity and extra stupid silliness is the point of it that's why they were funny mm -hmm. the the point the point of those billy madison happy gilmore movies or whatever the point is the stupidity is the funny they're right. extra retarded for a reason but you either you either find it amusing or you don't and the, the other the other thing is this is the guy who's defending stupid humor to charlie rose saying i don't think there is such a thing as a smart laugh when the exact opposite is true there are smart laughs and there are dumb laughs there are smart laughs and there are dumb laughs that's very true yeah i mean it's but just howard it's, it's, do, but howard doesn't seem to understand that there are variations and no hello irony he's like right. oh, i'm honest right okay. he thinks a joke that a laugh that you get from a fart is the same as a laugh you get from a fucking woody allen soliloquy or something from you know i don't know from any hall it's not it just isn't and it, it is as a discerning listener of comedy or a fan of comedy it you the laugh isn't they're they're not um uh, they're they're not an equivalent analog like a fart joke and something that's long form like a george carlin bit uh, or a Richard Pryor bit, it's not the same because you know how much work went into one versus the other, which is so painfully stupid and easy and obvious. Right, like an organic Johnny Carson moment, which he set up because he's so brilliant at mm -hmm. doing this and understanding and reading the room and yep. knowing how he's presenting it versus Jimmy Kimmel having somebody stand up there and read mean tweets. Right. There's a difference. There's a fucking difference. And if you're too stupid to understand those concepts, I don't know. Go get a tutor. <laughs> right. I mean, like, what's a funny a funny ad lib versus a, a, like a fart or something visually stupid? Okay, well, the, the one is hitting you over the head and one is like a little, like a jackknife, just kind of, you know, a quick cut. And it just affects people differently. There's just no two ways about it. He said Chris Farley. Beautiful. Aerobics. Chris second. Farley, what? <laughs> At the end, they go in heaven. He, um, she fell in love with her aerobics instructor, Chris Farley. That's all right, nice. all right. So you're being nice. All right. What could I tell you? Yeah, let's be nice. What can I say? I just don't get it. I don't know. How about Happy Gilmore? Isn't bad. What? Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that I, movie. I I I've never sat through that whole thing. Me neither. Jesus oh, Christ. So, but, but I'm going to judge it. I never yeah. sat through it. <laughs> right. I don't get it. And Why what do you have to lose, Howard? If she trashes Sandler, that could put her out of the running for a job with a movie that could be successful and she needs in her career. What are you going to do? Boost her up and help her out? No. So you exactly. can afford to trash somebody. Yeah. And she I mean, and can't. Inviting 
but the other thing is you're not going to get these SNL people to really go after others unless they're completely ostracized. Like if, if they, um, like, yeah, I don't know, Charlie rocket or some, some marginalized person who like Gilbert's always going to make his money off a of standup. It's not going to be from being a movie star. So he can talk shit about just about anybody, but he wouldn't, if he didn't, if he really thought there's no filter, but to Gilbert, but he's not one to trash people necessarily. Right. I mean, so, you, you have to have your own, you don't have to rely on people to make your money. Mm-hmm. Then you can afford to the luxury to trash whatever you want. But Howard that's, that's, puts these people in positions that they can't do that. And he knows that. And he won't back them if they do. And he has to deal with the fallout. Sarah Silverman says she were to trash him and then doesn't get a movie role for years and years. Do you think she's going to go to Howard and say, hey, can you help me out? I went along with that bit. He'd be like, go screw. Go, huh? yeah. I don't know yeah. you anything. Free right. content. Bye. That's it. You You said it, not me. The only Barker. one I've watched all the way through was one where he went back to school. Which one was that? The football movie was the worst ever. Which one is that? Waterboy is the that football movie. That was the worst ever. I yeah. think I'm talking about Billy Madison yeah, or Madison, something like yeah. that. I watched Waterboy. I couldn't. I got all the way through that one. Really? Yeah. I got through it. I like the wedding singer. That actually was oh, that was The one with Drew Barrymore? That was awful. Awesome. That was better than the other ones, but it wasn't Longest a good movie. Longest movie in history. <laughs> Can we what? talk about me? These people have the worst taste in films ever. I don't know anybody that hated the the wedding singer. Anybody? I love the wedding singer. I think that the chemistry between him and Drew was so cute and palpable. I absolutely love that movie. The fact they threw in Billy Idol, the whole eighties yeah. vibe of it. I yeah. love I mean, Steve. Uh, what's his name? Steve. Uh, the guy's name. He's the drunk who's in The Sopranos. Uh, he was the uncle who got shot in the head. Steve and they Sharippa? had to bury no what um the hell he's a scrawny oh, guy with the oh, bug oh, eyes. Uh, oh you mean from um you're not talking about um Frank Sivero who does the he's Sicilian in Goodfellas. He plays Frankie Carbone. No, he no, he's the he's this scrawny guy with the bug eyes and he was the drunk at the wedding singer and he's like making a toast and he's like Oh oh, oh Steve, the- Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi, thank you. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I couldn't remember the last name. And I, I absolutely love his whole role in that. He's like, Dad? How <laughs> about me, end, Dad? What about end, me? He's like, okay. At the, end he's, at the end when he started his own band and he started singing True. <laughs> 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 I, I, Anyway, I think, again, it's all, the other thing is it's subjective. If you don't like something, you don't like it, fine. It's not your cup of tea. But, um, you know, Robin just joining on. I never found this funny. Okay, fine. It's not your cup of tea. Move on. Like they're getting enjoyment out of talking shit. So it's clear that whole narcissistic. What was the thing Bob said? They love watching people fail. They love. Oh it's yeah. a sport for them. It's an yes. absolute game watching sport for them. And also if they sound like they don't even really watch the films. So no. what the fuck are you talking about? You don't even really watch them so how do you know that's right if you're not just you, you at least watch the whole thing through um i i've i've had to sit through some serious shit like to <laughs> to, to get through oh, hello so, like this podcast <laughs> exactly and the next clip is from may 22nd of 2002 robin talking shit about mr deeds another film i didn't see was that any was that uh, as awful as it sounded um there were some parts that i laughed but for the most part it was pretty heinous it was just it was just not great. 
Yeah, okay. it wasn't great. There were some parts where he yelled poop. There was a part where they yelled poop really loud, which I laughed at. That was about it. And it was just because it was long, exaggerated, and drawn out, and I wasn't expecting it. But other parts, I, there was just, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't great. Okay. It's That's a my review. They got Melanie Griffith in this one. It's just, you know, but it's still, the kids love it. It's still well done. It says here, Road to Perdition made $47 million so far. Yeah, so far. It has made money. That's good, right? But it's not a blockbuster. But you know what? you got to explain to me. Since you understand everything, Worldcom, this and that, <laughs> what is up with Adam Sandler? <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't figure it out. I went to see this movie. I would rather have you pour acid in my eyes. Right. <laughs> Listening to her is like acid in my fucking ears. Now, <clears throat> that's fine. It's an opinion. She didn't like it. Fine. Whatever. Now they're going to go on. <laughs> Please. I, I will. I will say it's like, okay, if you grew up on Sandler movies, enjoyed them, and then they started declining like Mr. Deeds. Right. Yeah. You would have some sort of disappointment. But if yeah. you never really liked Sandler to begin with or didn't give it a shot and that was what you decided to go see, you would really not like Adam Sandler. So I right. don't blame her for this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't get him either. It's 13-year-olds. You know what, Kate, why don't Casey yeah. come in and explain him? Because Casey probably saw the movie. Already. I like him too, man. Yeah, the part when he farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is what you're going to, you of all people. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you got on the MTV stage and made Luke Perry so uncomfortable he wanted to die? He probably took like 10 showers. And felt the need to recreate it with using Luke uh, John Stamos in your movie. Oh, and there was, God. I remember when they did, like, I didn't laugh at the MTV, like the actual video footage of it. And I certainly didn't laugh in the private parts version of it because it still wasn't funny. The concept Never. wasn't funny. So... Even if you he, even if you reframe it in the private parts, it's yeah. a bomb. It is. It's completely a bomb. <laughs> and you know how much that must have cost to remake that? Like to get yeah. the thing and lower them from the ceiling and stuff and all this production and make an like create an audience and all this shit. Oh, Christ. And you have to pay celebrities to be in the cameo of it. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. And it still wasn't funny. It and wasn't. it still didn't prove the point. His whole point of doing that was saying, they don't get it. I'm yeah. misunderstood. No, right. you're not. It was awful then. It's awful now. It's awful <laughs> always. But you don't understand the fart. Right. Uh, where, aren't you the guys swinging from the rafters with your butt cheeks blowing away podiums? Fuck you. <laughs> I tell you, like, you know what the worst movie I ever saw? Israeli stuff is better. The worst movie I ever saw. What was the football movie? Where he was the water. water, water, water. That was like painful it was was it made 150 million dollars you know who's funny now did you see the size of jerry lewis's head oh my from his God. Medication? that is painful to look at yeah man i don't want to get whatever he's got he sort of looked like larry flint you know, yeah. the i loved crabby jerry lewis oh he was the best and oh god some of the funniest the things telephone yeah, some of the funniest things is when Jerry Lewis is old and he has to sit down for interviews and he oh, yeah. doesn't give a flying fuck. And he's just a mean old man. The, yeah. unf the purposefully, the things that aren't supposed to be funny to me for Jerry Lewis are funny. I love when he's a crotchety old prick. Like, get off my lawn guy. I was listening to a Dave Thomas interview uh, on Gilbert Gottfried, you know, the Gilbert podcast ages ago. It was one of the best interviews I've ever heard. Ne 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 never mind one of the best Dave Thomas interviews. And he has a theory that after Jerry did 
um, the Nutty Professor, the original, and mm-hmm. became discovered the Buddy Love character. He liked it. He realized he wanted to be that person in real life, so he became Buddy Love later on. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. And, and uh, on the other hand, I've heard him in interviews like there's a Brian Line Brian Linehan interview from '83 when he's promoting the King of Comedy, the you know the Scorsese film, and he's fawning, of course, because he's he starts it off by telling him about a minute story about thank you for all those you know nights at the at the Bijou and all the you know that made my Saturday night so enjoyable because I was such a movie goer and. Lewis is flattered, but also at that point, Linehan already had a reputation of being the person in Canada you go to for an interview about real film and filmmaking, so you don't fuck about. So Jerry, in advance, probably knew this isn't going to be a fluff interview, so you take it seriously and don't fuck around. More recently, the that one famous one from 2017 where people were giving Jerry Lewis shit for giving one-word answers, the guy was an idiot interviewer. He had no idea what he was doing. He had no idea what Jerry Lewis was about. I'm not saying Lewis isn't a prick for other reasons. Certainly the way he treated his family is pretty awful. But if you don't go armed to those fucking interviews, you're going to get smoked. A hundred percent. And I didn't fault him for a minute. The way they tried to pose that situation, I sided with Jerry. I was like, good, be the crotchety old fuck, you know, screaming, get off my lawn, basically, to this guy. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. It was amazing. Good. Give one word answers and tell him to fuck off and goodbye. Yeah. And if you're that age, you won't have much time left and you're wasting it with this little fucking twink asking you stupid questions. Fuck off, you know. Agreed. So, anyway, let's let's continue. Oh, but but no. they had a picture of him in the paper making that zany laugh face. Yeah. That What's that hey. I hey, I got a big head. He reinvented himself. I'll tell you, I said 10 years ago, it's painful to watch a guy that old stick. That, remember, he puts the glass in his mouth and claps yeah. like a seal. Yeah. What? What? Explain Adam Sandler to us. Dude, you know what? You know it's like uh, I'm a pig in crap right now because the whole week it's Adam Sandler week on like one of these channels, things uh, like USA or something like that. Yeah. Every one of his movies is on. You got Billy Madison. So explain. Did you see the new one? No, I haven't seen. I haven't been to the movies. Uh, see, though. I don't understand. But, uh, but I'm psyched to see it. Though. Yeah, I am. But I'm going to see it as soon as it comes out on Blockbuster. I'm going to go down and see it. Oh. Yeah, this guy just don't have time. You know, Casey could come out on Blockbuster about six months from what? now. Okay, poor poor Casey, <laughs> a lone soldier in an army of. I mean, already said he defended. He said the early films were better, and that's your state. That's your stance as well. That's my stance as well. I also, yeah. I mean, what is Howard doing on the weekends? What is he watching? Like no. reruns of Buffy? I mean, fuck you, <laughs> Dawson's I Creek, just, Smallville. I I know I loved because I was a teenager, but to pretend that you have some like. Some, you know, really acquired amazing taste and you're so you should be able to pronounce judgments on people. What are you what? Like, it's amazing when you have you're 45 and 50 and you have teen angst. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. He's just like a word. He's just like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You were really moved by Joey coming through the window and Dawson giving some giant monologue and you had to bring it up. I mean, what is it? You shouldn't be watching the WB in your 40s. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just yeah, no. There's, there's certain things you shouldn't be watching. Unless, like, if you're watching it with your kid and you're doing something else, yeah, I get it. That makes, if like, my you're, you're dad just... ever sat down to watch an episode of Dawson's Creek with me, I would respect him less. 
Okay. The next clip is from the same year, 2002, December 11th. And Rob Schneider comes in to promote one of his films. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Deuce Bigelow, the first one or the second one. I could be wrong, but either way, um, they're discussing Sandler. A few guys who are really working really hard. It's like Jim Downey, Rob Smigel, Adam Sandler, who I know you're a big fan of. And uh, I don't, I, you know what? I like his dog, and I like that <laughs> on the website and everything. You guys, you guys, honestly, are both legendary Jews. You guys should, whatever. I don't know what happened. Honestly, you're the king of all media. Of course, he's the king of the box office, oh, and you both are the most loyal people in show business. I'm his Robin. <laughs> he sat behind me on an. So and and so there. This is a testament because to um, it's true what Rob's saying because all that we just discussed it earlier, a lot of those guys are loyal to each other. They'll give each other parts. If Farley were alive, he would have been Kevin James in Grown Ups. Yeah, I mean, Sandler's super loyal to that crowd of comedy and those comedians, I mean, and those people. Yeah. He'll always cast them in movies. They are never without a job. That's right. And Even to this day. But it's funny, like Howard's loyal. Like you're, there's no, you could not compare two vastly dissimilar. You could not be more vastly opposed in uh, like personality. You don't want to talk loyalty. There's a flip side. Wiggy is the flip side. Well, I think back in 2002, you can assume loyalty means because look at how long you've kept this cast of characters and employed right. these people, right. not realizing the literal baloney that the, he's throwing at these people and hoping that they can make a living and survive. He is mm -hmm. loyal to these people only because they require such little sustenance mm -hmm. to keep providing free content. And that goes the same with comedians and everybody else that he uses, which we've talked mm -hmm. about at great length. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, if if people knew, for example, because we, we didn't quite understand until way later, I believe, the Jackie negotiations and how they, you know, until Jackie decided to open the book on the whole thing and write the book, uh, exactly how underhanded the whole process was. And you go like, well, where there is no loyalty. There's absolutely no. And then none. And then you see, see the things, the underhanded shit, like, you know, blocking Artie from gigs, telling good, these guys, that's one thing we did start hearing. You can't do the side gigs, all that shit. That's not loyalty. That's being a real disingenuous asshole. Right. It's not loyalty. And you'll see as far his loyalty will go as long as you don't ask for any more money mm -hmm. and you keep providing free content and yep. you don't ask to be credited for anything. Then, yeah, sure. He's a real loyal lapdog. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. Uh, a couple of years ago, he didn't talk to me. You I think just practice what, not talking to me. Yeah, somebody. he didn't talk to me and you I wouldn't guys, talk to him. It was like a, he's the nicest guy, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, and um, I don't care, though, if I'm liked or not. No. <laughs> mm. This whole plane thing will come up later as well. Like they saw each other on a plane and they wouldn't talk to each other. And if you were Adam Sandler in 2002, 2001, and you saw him, I mean, wouldn't you? I, if I were him, I would have told him to go fuck himself personally. I feel this such disdain for celebrities who, because they've heard he's evolved which is really, I want to be liked, I would have no qualms about never talking to him. I respect J-Lo so much more. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you produce musical garbage. Mm -hmm. I love you for sticking to your guns and realizing yeah. he is a fraud. 
Well, did you, when Sandler did come in in 2015, did you respect him less for showing up? I, I liked, I liked what Sandler had to say, but I didn't, I, I thought the interview was a little angsty in the sense of I could tell he, he was, he didn't really say what I wanted him to say. I really mm-hmm. want Wiggy to get shit. I want yeah. him to say, this is why I don't like what you did and just spell it out without dancing around it and nobody seems to do that and i hate that about celebrities like no don't dance around it just be bold-faced honest he was honest about you be honest right back to his face it's very very rare that someone actually calls howard out on his bullshit like jason ellis the one time said like uh you know you're so angsty why don't you why don't you meditate you do tm right why don't you meditate that's the whole purpose and then talking shit about robin like you know you never had a relationship you never had a kid you're telling me about relationships and children right i, I mean you know, exactly like how dare you need, more people needed to come in and uh and tell tell them what for and they never did and sandler came in twice i believe in 2018 we're not going to go into that we're just going to focus on the 2015 interview and only a short segment of it because a lot of it is is complete bullshit no i know but honestly though you're you know you're a legend and you changed your medium thank you you changed a medium i mean how many guys in the history of show business have done that and it's i think adam got mad because i criticized some of his movies i said some of them i just don't get which one did you get I don't think I got any of them. <laughs> you know, it's a thing about Adam, though, honestly. There was a thing where uh, he did this thing on Saturday Night Live. Adam's not a guy you can get the first time. You know, like Elvis Costello, you got to... Uh, he's not my thing. It's not, like, I don't have anything against the guy. I just don't think he's funny. Okay, and that's, that's valid enough. And I was with Howard with this, basically, except that even then I could see through his, his jealousy. Like, there's just no two ways about it. And he said it himself. How does all these shit films make money? I could see it, but then say what it is. I'm jealous. He's making shitloads of money. I don't get these films. I don't understand it. And I'm jealous as fuck. He never says that. See, I would respect this opinion more if he didn't like such awful things and and caval over such horrible, horrible, non-funny um, terrible things, which, whether it be music or movies or acting TV. or whatever. So because of his opinion is so worthless, yes. I, but for example, my dad never got Sandler mm-hmm. like ever. So he was in the Howard camp of this opinion, but mm-hmm. I trust that opinion because my dad does like things that mm-hmm. are actually funny and respects comedy. Right. So that's fine. He's not, you know, he's not watching, fucking the bachelor and then ramming an adam sandler film right you know it makes sense it it, it goes with the thread howard on the other hand who the fuck cares what you think well like you yeah you believe in the idea that there is such a thing as good taste like you do have there's people that whose taste you respect based on the knowledge of um their 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 likes and dislikes and they're consistent right like trusting john hine to you know, judge fine dining or something. <laughs> I no, no. Trusting Robin to die about diets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Please. I feel the tumor <laughs> in my stomach already. 
Elvis Costello, I can hear his album the first yeah. time and I hate it, and the right. second time, the third time, the fourth time, I start to get into it. And then, like Adams is so he did this character on Saturday Night Iraqi Pete, which right. got cut after dress rehearsal. And we went upstairs and we looked at it, and it was the first time we we, we didn't really laugh. And the second time we saw it, we started laughing. The third time you see he noticing he's crossing his eyes, he's making faces. By the fifth time, we're falling on the floor. See, that's my pants. problem. I don't have enough time to watch the five <laughs> yeah, times. I got I got Don't have enough. You have nothing but time, you fucking prick. All time. Nobody yeah. cares about you. You yeah. don't care about your family. All you have is time. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to babysit. I mean, you, you maybe the bodyguards do when you're at the Knicks games. But uh, you just take Ashley while you're <laughs> looking to be you don't noticed. Even have, yeah, you don't even have time to cut up potatoes. <laughs> Learn how to use the laundry machine. <laughs> I got a time. coffee machine. Funny to me. He's a it's, rhythm guy. You know? It's not that I dislike the guy personally or anything like that. I was not a fan of the movie. I wasn't going to lie. It's like yeah. Deuce Bigelow. I wouldn't say that it means something that if I say I like a movie, because right, Deuce yeah, Bigelow's yeah. a goddamn great movie. It's funny as hell. You cannot stop laughing. And again, taste is subjective. If something doesn't strike your fancy, then it doesn't. There you, there's some things that are not quantifiable and they're not qualifiable. You just, for some reason, don't get somebody. If you don't like a singer of a band, the music doesn't matter. You're just not going to listen to them. Uh, yeah, it's the same with fashion or anything else. Like, I like some certain people's style and others I don't. That doesn't right. mean somebody else won't like the way they dress. Right. I love the songs on Lush's uh, sec second album, uh, Spooky, but I hated the fucking production, so I never listened to it anymore. And I barely listened to it when I did, but I love the songs live. Big, big, you know, that's a that's a quantifiable difference. And I admire Howard for, for, on some level for at least saying this, but again, it's predicated on a number of falsehoods. Like he, he want he doesn't want to say, "I just wish I had that success in my career." And it's that that he does later. He says, "You know, I w couldn't be happy about other people's success," but he's not really talking about his own, um, his own jealousy. It's a viable message, but it's the wrong messenger. I think so. Yeah. It's one of those movies. Well, thanks. And, and I recognize Adam had a hand in that one, and uh, great oh, yeah. for him. But you know, mostly, why do, why do you know everyone's so fake in Hollywood? It's like you know, you think Barbara Walters when she interviews Adam Sandler is an Adam Sandler fan? No. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, that's you know what I'm true. saying. So if I'm honest and I go, yeah. I don't like a movie right away. Oh, I'm the bad guy. I'm I'm a piece of it's garbage. It's just that you know. In actual fact, Barbara Barbara would interview people she admired. Yeah, she did. That's why she had that. What was it? The ten most interesting or something every year that everybody watched. Oh yeah. And. And Howard, what 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 do you like about Bella Thorne? Her weed smoking or her <laughs> pussy popping videos? I mean, stop it! You like you like you like her journal entries? You stupid asshole! I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. Um. The next clip, uh, April fourteenth, two thousand three. He's fucking on the film Anger Management. That was with Jack Nicholson. Again, I didn't see that film, and I hate Nicholson, so that was a no brainer for me. Just avoid. Um, uh, but I thought I, I thought this was going to be great. I remember going to see it because I was like, oh, Jack Nicholson, Adam Sandler. Sure. I remember just thinking this film is so long. <laughs> this is so long. Why is this movie? Oh, my God. It felt like it was never going to end. It could have wrapped it up so much faster. Mm -hmm. I, I did not. I was annoyed throughout the whole movie. It was one of those films where bad things happen to people that. Bad things happen to the character that you just 
are annoyed by because they shouldn't mm-hmm. be happening. So they have to deal with certain circumstances, but you're annoyed mm-hmm. by it because they don't deserve it to begin with. And then right. you tie it up all in a nice bow that is an hour too long. It was terrible. Oh, wow. Okay. That's an interesting criticism because I know that they just top loaded it and a lot of people would just go because, wow, what a combination, Adam and Nicholson, you never seen that before. So that was one where the name helped sell the tickets, I believe. Well, of course, but that's my review. So Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know what the matrix will be, but I couldn't believe Adam Sandler's numbers this weekend. Holy mackerel. Did you see that? Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson made... Could you picture Howard going to the Matrix? I just picture his eyes crossing and like <laughs> he looked like, like he was he looked like he was trying to get a part on the Matrix when he's in that Rob Zombie video, the <laughs> the private parts premiere. <laughs> I just could picture him going to the Matrix and just like you know, like an Austin Powers fembot, just like exploding, like <laughs> like I I don't get it. I'm going to have to make a few Matrix photoshops using um, Overcoat Howard. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Matthew Schultz, that's your next assignment. $45 million this weekend. which And the movie didn't even get good reviews. Knock me over with a feather. I said, all right, it's going to be number one, but by how much? Tell you what. Oh, ridiculous. I'm going to shut up from now on when it comes to Adam Sandler and admit I just don't get it. Right. By the way, Private Parts got a shitload of decent reviews and did not do well. So what's the point? Loads of films that don't perform with critics perform with audiences. Beverly Hills Ninja actually made money, and I don't think I saw a good review. (laughs) I mean, again, it's the subjective audience. It's it's all subjective. So what are you going to do? The movie looked really bad, though. Who went? Do you know anyone who went to see Anger Management? No. I don't either. It must be like the Midwest. And he must be kidding. Oh, uh, fuck <laughs> yeah, you. The, yeah, the like, flyover I, states. <laughs> There's shitloads of theaters. He just has such disdain for yeah. the Midwest. Yeah. That's, and that's something uh, I talked about with Deborah. It's like, you know, you, how do you exp- how did you ever expect to expand to those markets when you do nothing but shitting on, you know, Idaho or fucking Kansas uh, or fucking, you know, M- Missouri? And not only that, but he as an elite New Yorker, which is, you know, the coast to coast, the California, New York elites or whatever. He's even a horrible New York elite. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't even. Right. He doesn't even play in that playground. He just stays <laughs> home and orders <laughs> a Nobu takeout and calls it a night. If you had it, if you had him in charge of the tourist brochures for New York City tourism, you just see a basement closet. <laughs> 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 Go see the, and it's just black. It's just yeah. nothing. <laughs> you just Computer see somebody screen. hiding. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I, I would just wish, like, you know that Seinfeld episode where Kramer has to take uh, George's in-laws? It's their anniversary, so he's going to be the uh, horse carriage driver, but he feeds the horse beefaroni. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he shows up and George is all excited to send him off. Like I picture Howard, like that just doe in the woods. Yeah. Even though he lives there, he has no idea what's going on. And I just want a horse to just fart all over him while he's on a fucking carriage ride. He has no idea what's going on in the city, even in his own elite playground. He has no connection with people. Uh, Hence why his affinity for horses. Wondering how could they not have liked little Nikki? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, what's the difference? Every piece of crap I do. What was wrong with that piece of crap? And I've heard people speculate why little Nikki didn't do well. Really? And, and I'm like, well, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Okay. And the next clip is from 2005, May 26th. This is goofing mm-hmm. again to Sandler, to, to goofing on Sandler to Chris Rock, who's coming in to promote, I think it was The Longest Yard, which, by the way, mm. I love some of the people in that, but you cannot, you should not have remade that. The original is so fucking good. So that's one my dad saw with me because uh, he loved the original Longest Yard, and yeah. I, he just thought it was the biggest pile of shit ever. It was. He it, hated it. Hated yeah. it. There are things that you don't remake, like they did the Heavenly Kid. Uh, sorry, was it was it the Heavenly Kid or the uh, Heartbreak? No, it was the Heartbreak Kid. Heartbreak Kid. Ben Stiller did a remake, and the original was Charles Grodin. And the original did not need to be remade. The Pink Panther did not need to be remade. So this many fucking films. Them. Yeah, and just don't do it, guys. Just leave them alone. You should know better. And I think and Burt Reynolds played the coach in the uh in the remake and uh, i'm sure he was just taking the fucking paycheck because at that point he was i know because lonnie and anderson Hawk. cleaned his fucking clock <laughs> oh god god <laughs> like, damn could you imagine i i always read like his mom burt reynolds mom hated lonnie anderson from the beginning yeah. after yeah. you know all the dust had settled i'm like oh, yeah. no kidding you would just look at that and all you think of is the only equivalent i could think is howard's parents looking at beth Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, she's the Lonnie Anderson of his life. Lonnie and Lonnie Anderson, I have to be honest, I never saw the attraction and not because I'm not into blondes, but Jesus Christ, Bailey Quarters, like Jan Smithers was way, way cuter and way sexier. My dad loves Sally, um, Sally, Sally Field. So he used to date Sally Field back when she he was did. young, and he just thought she was the cutest thing. And yeah. when he married Lonnie Anderson, it was like a just gag reflex. It was. And if you didn't see that that fucking broad was just like a gold digging hooker. I mean, <laughs> oh, what, what, Bruce, what, sorry, was Bert, Bert at that point was like just in full denial. And if you want to, if you the fascinating story of his life, like his book, the last one he did. Uh, was actually a great read. And he talks about Jim Brown being friends, Ozzie Davis. He talks about being friends with, um, uh, God, what's his name? Um, uh, World War II veteran, Charles Durning. Amazing, amazing fucking stories about the business, stuntmen, everything, Brando, all these things. And he, when he explains how he fucked up his entire fortune, it's fascinating. I know. And then it just so amazes me that people like Howard, Alec Baldwin, Burt Reynolds will then go after these Lonnie Anderson types like Beth or Ilaria Hillary. And it's Mm -hmm. like, this just tanked your whole credibility for a dumb Butana. Like, I just (laughs) don't understand. (laughs) You're getting close to Uncle Polly. Butana. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think at any rate, I, I just I, that's a sidetrack, guys. But either way, Sandler doing favors. So I think Chris Rock's in this, Joey Diaz is in it as well. Uh some wrestlers are in it. And it made money. Like the longest yard was a successful remake, but it just still shouldn't have been made. Because now you're in Adam Sandler's movie. It's not your movie. But... When you watch it, you'll I'm I'm there. And Adam I mean, Sandler's movie, but Sandler plays a tough guy. Like the the. This is the. I mean, you see, you're not a fan. But what? I mean, you're not I, a fan. I, I, I like one of his movies. 
We're Which not one? A fan. Are you a fan? And, and he liked one of yours. Oh, there you go. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. That's so good. It's not that I'm not a fan. There's a couple of comedy bits he does I like. It's just I can't picture him. So it went to I like one of his movies to I like his comedy bits. He couldn't name a movie. He didn't ever say he liked a movie, and he never said he liked a comedy bit. Uh, later on, he'll adjust that, but right here, yeah. Is it like he plays the rough and tough guy in prison? Like, doesn't he at one point in the movie go up and go, "Hey, I just want to do my time and get out of here." No, that's not what happened. And so, first of all, this premise of the conversation is entirely erroneous. He was a rich football player who was a drunk. And then got arrested for a DWI. Not in mm -hmm. any of that was a tough guy, pretend tough guy. That right. never happened. Well, he actually <laughs> got a hard time given to him in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> so another thing we didn't bother seeing. So he's just basing it on what people have told him about the film or whatever bullshit. Right, yeah. Gary oh, some of it. There's a part in the movie where the guard oh. goes to hit him with the nightstick and Adam grabs it. And he stopped. Hey, come on. We're not Sandler bashing here. No, we're not. I'm just saying that Adam Sandler's not. And Sylvester Stallone's the heavyweight champion of the world. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's oh, active. that's fine. It's acting. Is it a good <laughs> And you're straight with this fucking bim on your arm, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, Sylvester get... Stallone's the heavyweight champion of the world. Be a pal to me. Oh, right? yeah. He's just going to knock out George Foreman. Is this but a... you got a problem with Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you can't suspend reality for five seconds. Yeah, some uh, 105 pound girl is beating up vampires. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't you can't fucking suspend reality, Howard. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Yeah. Is this a good movie or not? This is a the great movie. It is. It's a great movie. You're being serious. No, I'm being serious. All right. I'm going to like it. I like the original. This is the breakthrough. This is this is the best Sailor movie. It's you know best yeah. rock movie. Best. It is. Yeah. It's. I mean, look, at, look, at the, look at the reviews. Look at. The, I mean, come on. Rock is such a shitty actor. Even he can't sell this. And the truth is, I don't think yeah. I've liked Chris in anything since New Jack City. And CB4 was such a piece of shit. He he was in such so many bombs. And his own film career, Howard was very negative towards. He said, look, he's amazing at stand-up, but Chris's films are, are just not good. And they aren't. I, I like Chris at stand-up. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And he she, I think he figured out his niche early on and that if he gets a film, he's grateful and he'll fucking defend. But he's he's like Spade. They'll always defend Sandler. There's just no way and they're not going to. I actually wish Chris right now in this personal climate of like, I don't know how things are. Mm -hmm. I wish Chris would do more to talk about how he does it a little bit about how comedians are so afraid and uh, stepping on toes now and how that's just completely silencing the industry and strangleholding it. I yeah. wish he would do that more. I, I respect Chris as a stand-up comic. Are they good? They're great. Because <laughs> you, you, you fooled me great. before. You know. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. I'll tell you what. He did the MTV Music Awards. He hosted mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. That was back then. I think it was 2000, 2000 mm -hmm. or 2001 or maybe both. I think it you're right. It was one of the funniest fucking monologues I have ever. I remember watching that as a family in our living room and mm -hmm. just dying mm -hmm. dying 
he went from he went after everyone from R. Kelly to the Olsen twins to Britney Spears. I mean, he just went off and he was hilarious. He's a great host and he's a great stand up. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's, he's, I'm sure he's learned now, just don't fucking bother with movies. And if someone tosses you a bone, then you take it because it keeps your fucking, uh, you know, sag, you know, and, and uh, what was the other one? Actra, all those film, you know, unions in, in you know, pays your dues for you. But ultimately, he he's best at stand-up, you're right. And he's better as a guest, he's better as anything, like just talking, just talking stuff. This is um, January 5th, 2009, a bit of a lag there because I guess there's not a couple of years there where you don't really hear much about Sandler, except if it's two other guests like Jim Brewer, you know, and then, and it's not really that much, but there's a film, Howard, uh, sorry, how to produce called House Bunny with Anna Faris. I never saw I saw it. that. Okay. Yeah, that, it was, um, it's, it was right up there with one of those at the time, well, it had hot girl elements to it. It right. also had Demi Moore's daughter in it. So that was a little bit of an interesting Which hook one? to it. Uh, the older one, Rumor. This was popular. People liked the house bunny. And I remember during that time period, there was the uh, Girls Next Door, which was a reality show, mm-hmm. which was on the e network, which was super popular, which was basically just half in his disgusting mansion. That's with what his I thought girlfriend horrors living there and Mm -hmm. everything seemed fun and fancy free even though the house was just decrepit and had dog poop all over it and never redecorated since 1979 it was oh yeah it was was i saw the i saw the um there was someone who did an article might have been for vulture i can't remember exactly but the guy had taken pictures at the mansion and it literally was you're right the same wood paneling and same phones they they installed in the 70s and nothing had been redecorated and the the paneling was you know everything needed redoing and they just did the the, you it was clear like the playboy name was was nothing really anymore it was just a name from the past but this revitalized it this girls next door thing revitalized it and it got popular again so this house bunny movie was pretty popular i remember but he's just producing it he's not in it like it's not a you wouldn't call it an adam sandler picture so i don't know why he's calling it that but it's just an excuse to talk shit about him I actually, when it came out, I never even associated Adam Sandler with it. Right. Because if you look at his discography, not discography, if you look at his his uh, filmography, rather, and I'll just go through. I Actually, I won't bother, but Paul Blart, Mall Cop was one. Um, Joe Dirt, uh, Spade mentioned. Um, the the What was the one that, um, uh, I think a couple Schneider films, The Hot Chick. I think that might have been a Sandler production as well. So they did have a lot of stuff on the go. And then, you know, so it was clear Sandler wanted to put his finger in a bunch of pies and, you know, you can't blame him. You don't always want to be the star and have everything hinge on you. It behooves you to create new stars and become more on the other side of the camera, you know, become a a power player. Right. You don't want to be starring in your own biography every time, (laughs) you know, have a wig parade presented. Make everything about you. I rented this movie called house bunny it's an adam sandler production oh it is okay it's about a girl who used to work at the playboy mansion and she becomes a house mother to a sorority now to me that sounds like a big laugh yeah you said you couldn't wait to see that movie what being yeah. promoted I, what's that why would that sound like a big laugh well because he's, he's he laughs at stupid things he laughs at the simplest possible uh plot 
Are okay. you, you, are you really going to question his, his taste? <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> a, guy, a guy who loved Smallville. So that looks good. <laughs> I use that. It's great. Another WB gem. <laughs> he was watching, like, looking at Lex Luthor. The movie is horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so bad. <sighs> and I up afterwards, and you know the movie's made $50 million so far between theatrical release and DVD and stuff. He's got a most amazing career. You see, yeah, anyone could be in a movie like Milk. That you understand. He's talking about the Sean Penn film about Harvey Milk at the time. Um, anybody can what be in a film like that. Seen? What is he even saying? Anybody could be in a movie like Milk. No, they'd have to write the movie Milk, and then yes. they'd have to cast the movie Milk. That's what is right. he talking about? He's an idiot. He's just retarded. He's, he's like, <laughs> I don't I think he's just been following. There's an excuse that, to talk shit about Sandler. <laughs> Anybody can drink milk. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. But not this, you fuck. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? This guy Sandler can take shitty scripts and sell them to the public. I, I've never seen anything like it. But I will say this. The girl who plays House Bunny, she really, Ferris, I think she's great. And I'll tell you why. Because anybody who could be in a movie that shitty, I watched the thing all the way through because of her. Wow. <laughs> all the way through. And I so did Beth. And so did Beth's brother. And so did uh, my, uh, Beth's brother's wife. We all sat there and watched the whole thing. We, the whole time we complained, and we, we watched the whole thing because this girl is interesting to watch. Okay, I've never watched a film all the way through because of one person's performance, uh, except when, uh, like, I'd never. If something was bad, I just stopped watching it. I just it does something some things a performance can't save. You could say it's somebody's a really good performer, but I'm not going to watch something all the way through just because of one person. When you become a parent, you have to watch a lot of bad things all the way through because of oh, your yeah. child. Oh yeah. And let me tell you, it is not a treat. <laughs> Give me. It an is example. one of those things. If anybody wants to have kids, don't have kids if you care about watching movies all the way through because you're going to sit through a lot of fucking. Direct. horse manure yeah it's awful i mean i uh, just piles and piles of it well at any rate i clipped another uh, bit from 2012 june 18th so it's like um a year before well not a year but getting towards the summit and now he's sort of hemming and hawing about um uh, adam sandler not wanting to come in for an interview but saying like hey, get over it <laughs> get over it i've i've trashed your movie us uh, movies but get over it. so he's desperate to have him come in so it's definitely marcy thing like let's get an a-list guest whatever and i don't know was i guess adam's a-list even in 2012 but um it, it's just like why don't you have jay leno in why, why are you know, why don't you get over that? Why don't you get over the stuttering John thing? Who the fuck are you to talk about people getting over things? I like how when he talks about getting over things, it's mm -hmm. when he wants to get over things. It's Big never time. about, it's never about how the other person feels. He never reaches out to them and has, you know, an evolution would be realizing your mistakes that you've made or feeling bad about them and then personally reaching out to that person and said, listen, I was making my bones in my career making fun of popular things mm -hmm. and I said some nasty things yep. and reaching out to them. No, his evolution is I'm going to hire some grifter and she's going to reach out to you and how dare you not get back to me. Right. And I'm also going to block and edit certain clips or I'm going to like eliminate them altogether from YouTube. So you can't hear exactly what a legitimate asshole I was being. And there's no, there's some things you can't whitewash. You just can't. 
And uh, those people, like the whoever it was, he said that uh, wouldn't forgive him. And I'm sure it's Billy Crystal. I'm I'm pretty 100% on that. Um, kudos to them to having the the sack to say fuck you. Like, well, after Billy Crystal's whole New Orleans <laughs> tribute when New Orleans was going through their uh, what was hurricane, it hurricane, hurricane and he did the whole. Uh, he did that whole monologue in the voice of a oh jazz man. I can't. Jazz I man. That's yeah. when I was like, I don't care how much anybody hates Billy Crystal. He deserves it. That yeah. was, I can't even with that. So good. If Howard hates Billy Crystal from now to the end of time, I'm right there with him. <laughs> I'm also not a Billy Crystal supporter or fan, really. Like after a certain point, he just got irritating to me. So, but I I do applaud that if that's the case, if that's the one he can't get at because he's apologized to fake apology. But there's always fake apology, and even Sandler, he doesn't actually apologize within the quote unquote apology. So here we go, uh, June eighteenth, two thousand twelve. Well, it was a bad weekend to open a movie because Rock of Ages didn't make any money. And what was the other one that didn't make money? Uh, Adam Sandler's movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's my boy. He said two shitty movies in a row that didn't do well at the box office. You know, for years. What does I, that mean? I know Adam Sandler won't come in the show because I've in the past criticized his movies. I, I guess that's the reason. But I mean, uh, am I the only one criticizing the content in his movies? Yeah. That's that's a fair assessment, but then at the by the same token, then he, he he will probably refuse to talk to a lot of people that criticized him. Those same people that criticized the other critics, he won't give them any fucking play. And what does Howard do when anybody criticizes Howard? Ruins mm-hmm. your career? Totally. I mean, <laughs> on the flip side of the coin, Howard, what do you do when people criticize you? Do you have them on the show to come discuss and talk about it? No, you shadow box. Yeah. Them, and then you basically try to knock their career off into oblivion. Right. So, Wendy Williams. What about those anchors? Oh, in? I what, don't where, understand. Where was it? What was that anchor in like uh, somewhere in yeah. Some probably Midwest. Oh, okay. Utah. I can't remember. But anyway, somewhere, somewhere where they just trashed him and the clip was provided for him and he fucking shit all over them. And it wasn't even, you know, a Fox News person or it wasn't a, yeah. an M- 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 MSNBC person talking shit about him. It would be like a local person who yeah. goes on and does the weather. Yeah. And makes a dig at his expense. And he was like, yeah, they probably got fucked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Someone fucked their brains out. <laughs> okay. Is, exactly. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I was always kind of surprised that Adam Sandler's movies did well. I didn't think they were particularly good or funny. And, uh. And I just kind of said, like, you know, that I guess that's just me. There's some things that Adam Sandler does I think are really funny. And I've I've always said what, I, you know, I don't know. But uh, real- uh, uh. Okay. So, first of all, I do like the consistency. He never thought he was funny. That's at well, least honest. Yeah, the so movies anyway. In, yeah, so he's consistent in that regard. But he does these things now when he wants to have him on. But there are things that I credit him for when I think he's funny. He has never, since we've been listening to this, gave him a credit for anything that's funny. Well, and by the way, guys, I was not being selected with clips. The Chuck and Larry one I didn't get just because 
uh, it was very short, but I did it at least admit, say the one, oh no, actually I didn't, I didn't think I recorded that here. Uh, but we can say it in 2008, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, the one he did with Kevin James, um, where they pretend to be gay for some, that's the premise. I don't remember. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Did you see it? Uh, yeah, Howard's just jealous he wasn't cast in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is the one about a gay theme he likes. <laughs> Go figure. Um, so he, there, there are things he has talked about, but, the, and then they used to play the, um, off the first album at a medium pace. They'd play that on the show quite often. That yes. one bit, but that's that one bit. And then that's he talked shit about him on SNL, you know, they flip flopped on a few things, but. You know, it's uniformly, okay, yeah, he makes money, but I don't understand why. That's the whole, that's the whole idea. I want to make all the money. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it has nothing to do with my, me, my trajectory or my career. I still think nobody should be making any money. Everybody should be poor and only I should have money. (laughs) Give me the box office. Like him on Saturday Night Live. Loved him on Saturday Night Live. Loved that comedy album we played. You all the did? Time. <laughs> no, he, he loved one track. Never listened to the rest of it. He's full of shit. <laughs> His dirty album. As if there's only one. <laughs> I love it. Award shows where he's absolutely fantastically hysterical. And, um, He's got a lot of brilliant ideas. It's just that, like in the movies, it, it almost seems like you didn't. You've never said this is the first <laughs> time you're hearing. He has a lot of brilliant ideas. Like the biggest, the biggest problem, of course, is that like now he's in the turnaround. You can hear it in his voice. Like he's angling for a fucking interview. The same way, more recently, it's Jagger. It's Jagger. I need Jagger to come in on all this shit. But it's definitely now we're going into that because now he's also into um, AGT. He just got signed and he's doing that. So he's trying to soften his image and try to get these big A-list guests. Desperate. Yeah, now he now he's like, oh, of course, I, I'd be a great judge. And he took right. it totally seriously. Fast forward to selling the book on Colbert. Why would anybody pick me to judge? It was a goof. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They're just not trying all that hard. But his movies would make a ton of money. Yeah, and good for him. I mean, listen, certainly I know that a lot of people don't like me, but I still go on their shows. <laughs> like who? <laughs> like Letterman? Yeah, what? Letterman and... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm. Pretty sure this last tour I did, everybody hated me. <laughs> I mean, but what do I care? I mean, it's like, okay, you don't like me, you don't like me. What am I going to do? Well, maybe he's afraid of being attacked or uh, I'm not going to attack him. Well, you know, people have these perceptions. Yeah, well, he should get over Oh, it. I wonder where he got the perception from. <laughs> Go figure. Well, that I know. Basically that. fishing for every every person that Howard's had on that's in the Adam, Zeit, Adam Sandler zeitgeist. He's gone after them and attacked Adam Sandler. Anybody who's even had a friend. I sat next to Adam Sandler. What about those shitty movies? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, yeah, I guys, I, I tried to pick a, a cross-section of clips. I got as many as, I got like 10, 11 clips here, and I know I missed some. I know it because there's some gaps oh, in my collection. Jesus. Just listen to this whitewash. Yeah. <laughs> I would interview him about his life, but that's okay. He, but I'll, I'll be just fine if he doesn't come in, but, you know, I guess these two movies have everyone baffled because they're like, well, anything he put out before would be a hit. So why yeah. would why would people all of a sudden start caring? I guess maybe people just have had it with him in terms of <laughs> he couldn't be couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier if something bombed. 
I just am shocked at this whole new navigation of this relationship. He oh, just, yeah. it's just a completely different narrative that is being spun in front of our faces that we're, right. we're supposed to pretend that you cared about his life, right. that you want to know about his history. Right. What are you fucking talking about? And five years earlier, Robin would have been right on him saying like, you, what are you talking about? You fucking hate his movies. You've hated every one of his films. What is this, you know, this bullshit turnaround? Or, or maybe when he was on Saturday Night Live was in the 80s or something. And <laughs> What? Uh, what? <laughs> All of a sudden he's no a time traveler. Of, he has no concept of time or places. He's like, maybe, he's maybe like, was, he's like, if you did a bunch of shrooms and opened up the mess map quest app, <laughs> he has no idea. And it's reading I mean, Chinese in front of your eyes. You I just have no, he, he's no idea what's going on. I'm not sure. You know, maybe when he was with Sid Caesar in your show of shows, uh, you know, he was kind of funny or when he was on Carol Burnett, I thought he was really funny, but, uh, let's, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Monty Python all of a sudden. Movies, I don't know. So, so th this movie didn't do well, and the movie before was Bucky Lost, and that didn't do well. But that Grown Ups movie before that did almost 170 million. Right. Yeah. Well, they're making a sequel to that. There you go. He'll be fine. He'll be back on top. No problem. <laughs> you don't hear the fucking disdain in that. <laughs> I really liked him on Moonlighting. <laughs> Okay, guys, so we're going to take you straight into 2000, uh, sorry, December 15th, 2015. He finally bags the whale and Sandler confronts him about uh, just everything, basically. Not in NYU freshman year, you guys, I loved you. That's why it was weird when when you used to slam me. Yeah, it w would break my heart because I loved you. You were so a fan. Much. I loved you growing up, and my, me and my friends and Eric Lamonsoff, my buddy from uh, Oceanside, Long Island, we used to talk about you all the time. And. And I would always say, man, if he sees sees my stuff, maybe he'll help. I always <laughs> used to think you were going to help me out. Right, and, right. and so I sent you a, um, you had a contest when I was a freshman. So I was... Okay, so I'm going to let this play out for the first uh, next bit, guys. But basically, uh, uh, they had a song contest, whatever, and he was sending something in. It was at 1984. Right. He had a contest about the funniest songs. Right. We'll go to, like, you guys went to the beach somewhere. You went California on a trip. California somewhere. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I made a cassette. Me and my friend, we stayed up uh, late night and made an entire cassette of tunes for you and sent it in. And we, and Tim, that was Tim Hurley, the guy I write all my movies with. Right. We, we said, this is, this is how it's going to happen. That you're going to discover you, your song. You're going to like yeah. it and play it. And right. we, we listened. It was like two days in a row of, uh, he's not, he didn't get to us yet. He didn't, and you played a bunch of other songs and we, <laughs> and it never happened. It was like a song parody no. contest. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what did we know? Right, First of all, right. well, yeah, I always felt bad about uh, all the years that we didn't speak, and I was me too. So good. You know, I really did because uh, I was a total fucking asshole. No, no, I, no, it was, I was. It was. I would laugh when you would say it about other people. So, it was my <laughs> but, but I just didn't get it. I was. I okay, like it's right off the right now. It sounds sort of okay when he says I'm a. To I was a total fucking asshole, even though you know he doesn't believe it. I don't mind this. It was like, wow, I, I thought you were literally going to be I was my just a shithead. supporter. I, I was no one's supporter. My whole thing was I, I'm such an angry motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That, like, I couldn't be happy for anybody. That makes sense. Said, and it was just a, a world of fucking anger. But pretty cool that you were honest about it. Uh, and, and, and He's not honest. He may be, He's getting close to it, but he's still not saying I was jealous. Being angry and being jealous are two very different things. 
Yeah, but that's this is actually pretty close to an apology. To, this is pretty close to as far as you're going to get in the stern world. I think oh, yeah. this is as, as much as you're going to get as an honest um, approach to this. So I don't mind this. Okay, fair enough. I still think it's disingenuous. I think it's all like, you know, whitewashed to to make him, to appease him on at the moment. But if he got out of the studio, he'd tell you to be someone else, no, those films were shit. Like he'd still go on and talk shit about him. If he, if he, I don't feel he has any honor about anything. And this is well, just because he's in studio. Well, the whole, the whole idea of him coming on and the reasons for wanting him on, mm-hmm. I think are disingenuous. And 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 I, I, I've had like, moments like that, but I keep it to myself. Well, I remember I saw you on a plane, and uh, you well, were behind that, me, and I was, was like, "Oh, this is so stupid." You you were nas- nasty to me, and yeah. I remember the next day you talked about me being an asshole again because I didn't <laughs> say hello. <laughs> right. But I but it's I like, did. The reason I didn't say hello is you you said you were saying shit about me, and and I, what was I? We're gonna, gonna go hi. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. I was with my buddy Lochran, and he's a tough guy, and yeah. I didn't want to let let him down and make. Okay, so at the time, Wig was like, and this is when he recorded this, when he responded to Rob Schneider telling him this story, he was like, I don't care if people don't like me. But then this is another one of those circumstances where if I don't like something or somebody, I have no issue telling them to their face, like whatsoever in life. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. not one time I can think of where I haven't spoken my mind to somebody's face and said, I think you're an absolute shit. Have you ever had such disdain for a person for a long, long time and then buried the hatchet with them in the, in the, you know, whatever, and then been able to forget everything really in your life? But if if that were the time, Howard would have turned around. If he were a really genuine person, he Mm. would have turned around on that flight and said, the things he's saying now on his show. But the only right. reason why he's saying them now is because he's brave in front of a microphone and it's his show. Yeah. And also that has to happen. It has to happen here because you can rewrite the narrative. But again, if you're a listener, if you're a long-term listener, you, well, we're providing you with the clips if you didn't hear them originally, just to make your own decision. Like, is this a legit turnaround? Is this a, and a proper apology? I agree with you in the fact that and in the idea that this is cl- the closest you're going to get to an apology from him on the air or off the air, but it, I still don't find it. I, I still think it's disingenuous. It's just because he came in and if like, his star I, started, if his star started fading again, you'd never fuck Sandler, you know? Right. Exactly. And I'm also the type of person, like, even if you're in a group of people and you're like, okay, listen, you just got to get there. They're, they're going to come to this thing with us. We right. just, you just got to get along to get along. Yeah. I'm not that person. I will no. not be that person. I don't pretend to get along to get along. If I don't like you, I don't like you across the board. And I won't pretend to. So in a situation, a social situation, you just don't interact with the person? No. Or I'll tell them if they try to fake interact with me, I'll just pull up why I don't like them. And we can hash it out face to face. But I'm not going to do this pretend nonsense or mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And in this case... Sandler going in, uh, it, it was explained on the wrap up show. Bowie said something like this is 10 years in the making. So they were, I guess, admitting on the wrap up show that they actively tried to get him on as late as then, like as, as long as, as that, is there, is that far back? Right. So they've been actively trying to shift the narrative and yep. somewhat get him on in hopes yeah, but being it's, but it's, being hamstrung it, by their fucking boss who can't stop shitting on him in that entire time. 
and not turning around on a flight and simply saying, I'm sorry, would you like to come on my show? Yeah. Which would have been the, that would have ended it all. Simplest. Instead of doing it, they were in a, in simply doing the adult thing, but yeah. he's a child. Yeah, I was like scared. You were, you were <laughs> actually taller than I thought. I was like, right, maybe I can't beat up. Huh? It was a disaster. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well I'm glad. I don't glad even to... recall you talking about that. Yeah. yeah I'm, well, I'm so glad you're here. I really, I was really excited you Me came. Me too. And in. all the boys. I remember. She said, "I remember." Robin goes, "I remember you called me about that." So it was something he felt he had to tell her privately. That's how important it was. Because Howard genuinely does care what people think of him more oh, yes. than. More than anyone. Oh, yeah. Boys would always tell me, you got to do Howard. And right. I just, I just, from all the slamming over the years, because <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know. My friends would call me up all the time. Oh, wow, you hear what Howard said about all the time. Oh, no. I, and I didn't need to, well, I didn't need to know. I was so excited you were coming in because I wanted a chance to tell you how badly I wanted you on the show. And I wanted to hear about all your years of doing Saturday Night Live. Thanks. And I knew all your whole story and everything. So I'm so happy you're here me today. Too. I me really, too. truly am. And I, Excited to do it. I appreciate it. I It just feels so, and this is where I get disappointed in Sandler, because if somebody did that to me for so long, mm -hmm. I would take the integrity approach of you couldn't wait to suck my dick because you need an image change. So mm -hmm. here I am. Get ready. Bend down yep. and start sucking, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. that's how I would approach this. I wouldn't approach Absolutely. this as a mea culpa sort of uh cathartic situation the way they are i mean he's being completely kind yeah way 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 kinder than i certainly would have been uh and i would i would yeah i would look to shame him the same way wig had a forum to shame people for ages and when no one calls him on it he you know he's more he would be less apt to do that if everybody fucking humiliated him in public and talked about how much of a shithead he was as a narcissist he'd love the attention but in the end there would be no turnaround possible because it would just be spread throughout hollywood this guy's a dirtbag fuck him well, that's the integrity part that yeah. Wesley Snipes lacked when he yeah. went on the show. You totally. know, he just gave him a couple of lines. And same with Sandler. It's it's a real lack of integrity in my eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, integrity is not something that Hollywood is famous for in Hollywood characters and actors and whatever. There are very few straight shooters. And, oh, God, one of these days we ever do a sub, you know, subtopic pop culture podcast that has nothing to do with Stern. I've loads of stories I can share with people that I, that I think would be fascinating in terms of the business over the decades. Um, the one thing I will say, because I don't, that's the end of that clip and we don't have any more, even though I do have some handy in 2018 or so, Ronnie gets a bit part on a Sandler film or a Sandler mm -hmm. production. And Wiggy at one point after that's done says something snide comment, like, uh, uh, Ronnie, your boss, Adam Sandler is coming in and like he, it's snarky. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're really like that person who's turned around and I've evolved, you don't say anything like that. That's a very passive aggressive. Fuck you for trying to get ahead. 1000%. It's and f yeah. You know, and this is li literally three years. So he's coming in and you're shitting on him indirectly. Instead of being excited about the fact that. This yeah. guy that you've shit on for so long and you've made nice with, you should yeah. be happy that he's hiring your guy 
for a part that's not only paying him probably a substantial amount of money, but he's giving him exposure. Instead of being happy for him, you shit all over it. Yeah, and it might be said as a joke, but it's not a joke. Like, you're really, like, okay, maybe it it bothered him. I'm sure it did. I'm certain it did. Because we know what happens every time someone gets a side gig. Anyway, guys, I hope, I've said as much as I need to say on that. And these shindings usually last about two hours, except for the Arsenio one, which is like our Ben-Hur, and the Robert Plant one, which had to be put into two parts, really. Uh, Three parts, really. So, but we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, just a quick notice for anybody listening. Uh, we've heard from a few people that the um, Spotify list of episodes is missing the first couple of episodes and maybe episode 85 or something like that. I don't know that I don't use Spotify, so I have no idea. But um, if anybody has any issues, I can tell you that TuneIn is complete. Podbean is definitely complete. All the episodes are on there and podcast addict as well. So there's some apps where there's no issue like that. And unless Spotify has gone ahead and deleted stuff just because I don't know, like, I don't know, some kind of indecency or something, then they should be getting rid of our entire collection, not just the one episode or two episodes. Oh my God. I would yeah. be erased from everything. Look exactly. at Exactly. I'm so, as indecent as they come. <laughs> yeah. So, and there's no a master list of episodes, um, but if you just scroll through um, on, on whatever app, it should give you the list of episodes completely. Cause we're over with the mini episodes, which I do put on the app. There are definitely over a hundred, I think 103, 104 now, but actual episodes, I think only up to 86 or 87. So, um, just, uh, just, a a shout out and a shout out to anybody who wants to donate to us on Patreon. We've got exclusive content every week on Patreon. That's excellent. It's really, really good. And we're going to do some synergy and have some of our Patreon content be on Sunday. Uh, so people can get a bit of a taste of it, especially, um, Deborah's contributions, which are fantastic. And Carrie's I doing a great love. I love her voice and Carrie's doing a great job. We are planning something very soon. That's going to be a lot of fun. And it's something that I know <laughs> Sam does not want to tackle per se, but I know she'd like a piece of it because it's right up her alley as well. So I won't, uh, I'll just plug it that way. And, uh, any closing thoughts, my dear? Um, no, this was great. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Go into your hole. The hole is your home. <laughs> Don't you want to be in your home? <laughs> Take care, guys. We love you. I he, see. He was like a, a monster guitar. That's classic uh, Ozzy, too, when he comes in. Mr. Crowley! <laughs> <laughs> the video, he's like got the hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together, I'll take think? your consoles from you. Don't you think? <laughs> don't you think Ozzy does that hands out thing because he's got like sort of a Christ complex? Well, probably. Now I think it's the lizard.